to get the squeak out of the chair. Yeah. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hey. Everybody. Everybody, hello and welcome back to what Max and Connor did on their podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm Connor. Yeah, and I'm Max. And I think I like that you did that right off the bat. I mentioned this to Connor before. Um, But I, I think after the first episode... Uh, we stopped introducing ourselves. Yeah, and when you told me that, I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. But we did. Yeah, because we totally did. What happened, I think, listening back, what happened was mm-hmm. we just immediately get distracted by something right off the bat. Yeah, for example, when did I, did I introduce myself before I launched into talking about how we don't introduce ourselves after you did, or did yeah. I do that? I All think right, you did, cool. but right, that's how sure. bad my memory is, is I was so focused on, like, explaining the situation <laughs> that I've already forgotten. Yeah, but so, I'm not Connor. And I'm not Max. And we'll make sure that we let you know that from this point forward. Yeah, just, well... Just in case you forget. Right, because, I mean, to be honest, if you're listening, you probably know us, based well, th- on the numbers I've seen. I th- <laughs> so, I think that was... That was part of the assumption that I think we had, but it was it wasn't like a spoken thing. Like we didn't talk about like not introducing ourselves. Right. I think that it was unconsciously we were like anybody who's listening to this probably knows who we are. Yeah. Uh, which might not necessarily be true, but I don't fucking know. Hopefully not, um, because I hope this reaches a broader yeah swath of people. But then also, I re- ultimately we're just doing this for ourselves. Yeah. You know. So I was telling my therapist about it and I was mm. like, we're like, we're like planting a seed, right? We're planting a seed in a garden uh-huh. and it, you know, it might not bloom, but it's the, it's the process of planting the seed and tending to it. Hell yeah. That is, you know, exactly bears fruit. Well, yeah. To Ex- mix a metaphor. Kinda. It was like, I mean, cause, and we might've, we, I think we talked about this a little bit on another episode, but we have definitely like tried our hand at podcasting. Once or twice in the past. Yeah, which I think I was thinking about that. I was like, where is our 2020 version of Nick from Alaska? What? Do you remember Nick from Alaska? No, what's that? Nick from Alaska was a fan of DangerCast. And we like, oh, I think we okay. might have emailed him once the or twice. One, the one guy yeah. who listened to the only other podcast that we did together that we put up on the internet. Yeah. Um. Back when we were in high school, like sophomores in high school. And that's the thing, like that podcast is definitely a lot less uh, cohesive than this one, if you can believe it. <laughs> but I, was I also like, think we yeah. had, well, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, 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 I was yeah. just going to say, I think we had less to talk about when we were 16. Right. We We definitely did have less to talk about. Had a whole lot less life experience back then. Remember, the teen study Bible was definitely a good source of inspiration for us. Yeah, well, as the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, me in my personal life, I found a lot of inspiration from the teachings of our teenage Lord. Because they never talk about that. Yeah, they never talk about teenage Jesus. I guess I'm very unfamiliar with how much of his story is told. It's mostly just like... I think he either he's aged like 30 or 33 or something. It's like one. So wait, he's born and then we jump forward 33 years. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. There's the, you know, they don't really get into Jesus as a kid 
which I assume is because I mean, he was probably like, I don't want to. Like, fuck you, Dad. I don't want to be the son of God. I mean, I guess it's kind of like, you know, they had to they had to do Smallville as its own series. But, yeah. you know, they did like in Superman movies, except for, I guess, Man of Steel. But like in Richard Donner's Superman, if I'm remembering correctly, he's a baby and then he's like Clark Kent and Superman as we know him, you know? Yeah. Uh so I guess that's kind of like, you know, it makes sense, I guess. So where is Jesus' Smallville? Uh, why, why is that? Why is that not? Been, maybe it has been produced and I just don't know about it. If that is a thing, please let me know because I want to watch it. There is there was a, a there was a, a gay porn film from the 70s about the life of Jesus. But I don't remember what it's called right now, unfortunately. That I, sounds great. Yeah, I don't think it's available at all, but uh-huh. um I've seen some people share like the poster for it on Facebook and stuff. And yeah. it looks like it looks very special. This is why film archival is so important because that film is probably lost to time now. And I would very much want to see that movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Hopefully it'll turn up someday. Hopefully. Fingers <laughs> crossed. They find it in like a salt mine or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so going back to the uh, us fucking up podcasts. Um, I, we, I got, please, I, we, we never do this because we're very new to like a quote unquote, like legitimate podcast, uh-huh. but, uh, God, please, uh, like, like, and share this. It's so important. Yeah. I didn't realize how important it was until I saw the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If and that our were... friends have shared it and said beautiful things yeah, about it. it and when I appreciate we appreciate that. Like tremendously. Yeah. Like more than we can really express through Facebook messages and tweet tweets and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, rate it on iTunes. I don't know if every site has a rating thing, but that helps us get discovered. So more people can listen to us ramble. If you don't expressly dislike it, (laughs) then maybe give it a share, please. I would very much appreciate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So with that out of the way, all the all the self promo stuff, we can we can get into it. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Have I ever told you about the little kids that live across the street from my parents? No. When they play outside, um, it's two brothers that they're probably maybe like four and two. That is my estimation. Um you know, typically children like scream and stuff when they're playing. Yeah. These kids sound like they're being like fucking tortured right like i have literally stopped what i was doing to look out the window and make sure nobody got hurt yeah and i've looked out there and they're just like running around doing like stupid little kid shit but it is like genuinely unnerving right so it's wild because sometimes they're out there doing that while somebody else is doing like yard work with oh god so you hear a weed whacker going and a little kid screaming Mm -hmm. yeah geez yeah it's pretty brutal um i'm glad you still check because well every once in a while i mean there's usually a parent out there with them right so they're supervised and we also live on a cul-de-sac so it there isn't like through traffic or anything right but i also drive down that cul-de-sac in my big ass wagon. Well, yeah, that's and, true. You know, sometimes I, I think fuck these kids. You know, teach them yeah. a lesson. <laughs> I mean, that would be a hell of a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Just just to like uh, just run over a foot or something doesn't have to be anything super serious. On a, a little kid, that I feel like it's hard because it's, yeah. it's a small foot, man. It, it is. It's it's you know it's a tricky. It's a you got to thread the needle a yeah. little bit with that. Mm-hmm. We can move on from running children over. I mean, we could. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, you know. What do you want to do? This you want to grab your copy of um, the Gunslinger, and just read that fucking page and a half sequence. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I man, there's a part in that book that I had to the the sequence that Max was referring to. I'm not going to get into it because it's horrific, but I had to put it down several times and just go to sleep <laughs> and it kept me up i like it that was a really difficult passage of the book to get through <laughs> which and it makes me feel better about my my dumb joke about running over that kid's foot I, <laughs> that's <know>. true <laughs> stephen king wrote a whole page about running over more much more than a kid's foot yeah definitely more artfully done that you know than my crass joke but. well yeah but so i've got i've got some stuff we can get into um all right, but if, if you know if you got anything you want to hop off with, I don't know. Are you going to try and fight me? No. All right. No. Cool. This is. I want to make it super clear, and you guys could probably tell this is a this is a cash cast. A this ca- is a casual podcast we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, just because this episode, you know, obviously the other ones were so much more uh, organized and um, you know very like strict and rigid, yeah. and now today we're just chilling. Did we talk about it on the podcast, how we, we recorded episode zero, which was all like the light warm-up stuff, but then we decided to scrap it, and that's why episode one starts with like mortality, and just like, because that first 20 minutes is like kind of serious. I, do, I don't think we did talk about that. We, I mean, we mentioned like the warm-up, because you were like, did I talk about this, like during the warm-up, or yeah. during this episode? Um, but... I think maybe more importantly, we talk about what the hell happened with uh, episodes two and and three. Did we talk about what happened with episode two in the last episode and explain everything? Yeah. So basically, which is why we don't we forgot to introduce ourselves because each one of those episodes opens with us debating what to call the episode, (laughs) what number it is, and we just get distracted by that. Okay, good. So. This is episode four. Yeah, for sure. And four go, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Going forward. Uh, forward. All the numbers should be, um, you know. In ascending order. Yeah. They, they will be in consecutive ascending order. I don't think we're going to be contradicting ourselves on what episode number it is anymore. Yeah. But also, we don't have to talk about what episode number it is in every episode. We we definitely At, don't. This is the last time we're ever going to do it. In fact, I apologize for taking up 10 minutes just talking about the podcast itself instead of stuff on the pod. Yeah. So, but you know what? If you if you're listening to this episode, then chances are you've listened to, to the other ones and you kind of deserve like an explanation. Yeah, you deserve an explanation, you deserve an apology, mm-hmm. um maybe some sort of voucher Mea or like a, a small snack. That's what yeah. that means, right? Yeah. It means a small voucher for a snack. <laughs> Here's a mea culpa. Go enjoy a, a peach pie. Yeah, a peach pie. <laughs> a peach pie. Man, oh, God, there is a sweet, sugary, syrupy drink that has been on my mind since middle school. 
and that is Tropicana peach papaya. And I'm sure it's just high fructose corn syrup that is flavored in a particular way. But ever since it was discontinued, I can still I can still taste that sweet sugary syrup. Yeah. Of a tro- yeah. I hope that you find it someday. Thank you. I really you, hope so too. Usually shit like that is like you'll find it in like a fucking gas station in Mississippi. Yeah. You know. I've tried looking online for people like reselling like ancient bottles of Tropicana peach papaya. It might also be hard because that is it's not like it's not in like a can or anything. Yeah. So I'm sure it doesn't keep well. Yeah. I think if you got anything at this point, it would just be rotten. That's kind of the the tricky thing about living here. I mean, it doesn't have to be tricky. I could just not do this. Uh-huh. But at the motel, we have a vending machine. But it's in such an out-of-the-way spot, and this motel is so frequently infrequently visited that the things don't get changed out enough. So at what point does Gatorade truly expire? You know what I mean? Like, at what point do you not roll the dice on a, on a frosted ice. Well, there's usually an expiration date on those things. Oh, there there was on the Gatorade, and it was past its expiration by, like, a, a good few months. Okay. But I got second opinions on it, and some people were like, oh, just drink it. It's like fucking Gatorade. There's chock full of preservatives exactly. and shit. But that's also what worried me about the fact that it does have an expiration date. Like, right. what is bad Gatorade like? So that's the thing is, like, you know, the FDA requires an expiration date. But if there's anything that I've learned from working at a grocery store for the last six fucking years, it's that expiration dates aren't actually the date when the product is expiring. Because they have to have that buffer, right? Like, in case someone, like, eats it, like, a few days. And isn't it also, like, too promote restocking isn't it also like kind of a business strategy where they want to get that product out and back in i mean that makes sense i never thought about it really i'm just that's just speculation don't no one hold me to that or quote me on that but (laughs) that would be crazy if like this podcast which has like if we're lucky 10 listens Mm -hmm. per episode yeah if all of a sudden i'm quoted on the news being like hey connor blew the doors wide fucking open on the (laughs) grocery industry (laughs) hey you know what man if it happens it happens and then maybe episode five would have a a, a lot more listeners yeah then they would be disappointed and that one is just us talking about a goofy movie the whole episode (laughs) is just a hundred percent goofy movie talk and everyone's like i came for some hard-hitting gross journalism yep nope ain't happening sorry i'm gonna talk about um Polly Shore's character yeah. <laughs> from and, a, from a goofy movie. Yeah, and uh-huh. how I thought he was cool and then watching that movie now I'm like, "Oh, I don't think he's meant to be cool." What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, he is. He's cool as hell, yo. I think he's, he's cool as hell, but I, I you know, he's like the stoner character. Well, yeah. I I, I like him. I relate to him, Well, but. yeah, and I don't know. I, maybe maybe that's why. Yeah, but no, I, that's definitely why. But I, I think he's presented as kind of like a burnout. Well, sure, but I also, I don't think that he is, there's nothing about that character that is supposed, that really, like, you know, it doesn't uh, disable him from being able to do the things that he sets out to do. Yeah. And that, so, and he has a very 
He has a smaller role in a goofy movie than he does in an extremely goofy movie. Oh, definitely. Um, and it's the kind of thing where, like, do you judge your coolness based on how society perceives you? Or do you judge your coolness based on your own self-image? Well, yeah, but that's also the thing, too, is I'm, I'm looking up the character's name so that we can stop referring to him as that character. Right. Um, Have you seen uh, that picture? I may or may not post it on our Twitter. That's another thing. Uh, follow us at Max and Connor on Twitter. Or yeah. At Max and Connor Pod yeah. on Instagram. We got a Facebook, Facebook.com slash Max and Connor. We're on all the socials. Everywhere you want to avoid being right now, yeah. <laughs> where you can find us. Every it, site that gives you anxiety, we are there. Right. So apparently, and I am just finding this out now, that it says Polly Shore uncredited. Oh, weird. Which is very strange, because that character is definitely in the movie enough. But um, his name is Bobby. Bobby, yeah. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think, Bob, I mean, I don't think that there's anything that is supposed to be like, don't like this guy, kids. Yeah. You know, but like to the adults, he's very clearly like, you know. And I love how they substitute weed for uh, cheese whiz. Yeah. Spray cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. It made me really want uh, hunger for spray cheese as a child. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks fucking good, man. Have you seen, and what I was saying before is I'm not sure if I'm going to post this on social media because it's one of those things where I kind of wish I didn't see it, but it's someone cosplaying as Bobby. Ooh. It's mildly horrific. Yeah. Uh... He's got the dangly ears and everything and the nose and. Oh, I don't oh. I don't like that. Okay, so we won't post it on our Twitter, but it, I'm sure you can Google it if you really want to see what that looks like. It's uh, It sounds really scary. It is. I'm it's a, really impressive. I'm imagining horrifying. like the the kangaroo people from Warriors of Virtue. Oh, what's Warriors of Virtue? Warriors of Virtue is a movie about this kid who likes comic books and he wants to like, you know, join this gang of cool kids and he has a leg brace and the gang of cool kids are like, yo man, you got to walk across this pipe here and go spray paint your name on that wall. And it's like this fucking maybe like, you know, foot and a half in diameter, like pipe that, uh, goes over some kind of, it's in like the sewers, so right. it's basically some kind of whirlpool thingy. Oh, okay. You yeah. know? So the kid is walking across it and he slips and he falls into the whirlpool and he ends up in like this like fantasy land where there are um like kangaroo people and they used to be warriors, but something happened and now they're like nonviolent, but like there's an evil king or some stuff like that i don't know it's been are they how similar is the creature design to the kangaroo people in tank girl um is it more or less horrifying it's less well i don't know it's i don't i think it's less aggressive okay you know and I want to go on the record saying, like, I think that's amazing creature work that they do in Tank Girl. I'm oh not yeah, no, it's, trying to, yeah, yeah, but no. It's you know they're kangaroo people, so it's a little a little jarring at first. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's disconcerting in the way that it should be. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. a very it's a very successful effect. Yeah, 
Speaking of which, I rewatched Event Horizon this morning. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. just always fun. It's always just a nice, relaxed, good time. You know, I was just going to say, like, legitimately, like, I genuinely kind of feel like that movie is like a warm blanket in a weird way. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like, and like, there are still, so like the part with Jack Noseworthy in the airlock freaks me out every fucking time. Like, I've seen that movie so many times, I know what's going to happen, and it's still, every time, I'm just like, oh my god, don't do it. Like, it's so, like, tense and and frightening. Yeah. But, I don't know, there is something comforting in just, like, how familiar I am with the movie, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, the familiarity of, like, a good movie that keeps giving every time you rewatch it, and you get the same sort of satisfaction of, like you were saying with the airlock scene, even though you know how it's going to play out, Mm. it still brings up all those emotions. So it might be, like, tense or exciting or thrilling, but the overall experience is is a warm blanket. Yeah, that's true. But it's a different kind of warm blanket than something like The Nice Guys. Yeah. You know, like The Nice Guys is like a warm blanket that is also like fun. Right. Like, which is not to say Event Horizon isn't fun, but like there is like. There's some not fun stuff in there. (laughs) Um, The Nice Guys is hysterical uh, for pretty much its entire runtime. And. Event Horizon is pretty tense and scary for its entire runtime. So they're both enjoyable, uh, but in different ways. And a goofy movie is the best of both worlds. Because you get that nice, you know, nostalgic road trip vibe. Mm -hmm. But then there's also that really sad, disconcerting scene where uh, in the the motel, everything's Mm -hmm. all blue and he checks the map. And uh, and just the fucking the uh, the Bigfoot attack. Yo, that movie hits fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. And then like literally the car going down the river. Yeah. And Max has to save Goofy with like his special fucking the perfect um, cast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. You that guys is, should fucking watch a Goofy I movie. <laughs> am getting emotional just thinking about this scene. The climax of that movie. Yeah. Makes me want to cry just thinking about it. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm stoned. But I even if I wasn't, I'd still. Well, that's the thing. I'm not, and I'm right there too. Yeah. You know, so well, <laughs> one time I was with um, I was with a friend in Brooklyn. We were walking back to the car, and I was telling them about the end of the Iron Giant. Oh, oh. And I was not stoned because we had just spent like the last four hours while they were getting a tattoo, and I'm. W- on the sidewalk in Brooklyn fucking crying being like then he closes his eyes and he says super bad (laughs) but that's that that every time I every time I see that movie I fucking cry yeah one of Vin Diesel's best performances oh absolutely yeah but also it yeah that Swiss Army Man makes me cry every time I gotta rewatch both of those yeah Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I don't know about you, but going into Swiss Army Man, I had heard that kind of that pitch of the first fart will make you laugh. The last fart will make you cry. Yeah. And it's so true. It's so fucking true. Oh, yeah. It's it it sounds like a joke. And to a certain extent, it is. But without a doubt, I was uh, sobbing. I don't think that they necessarily were like, everybody's going to cry when they see our movie. But like. 
that movie makes me fucking cry like ever and it's it's the last fart it's the last (laughs) fart that fucking gets you every time they weren't they weren't lying um as that fart rips your tear ducts rip right open too i love that movie so much (laughs) You know what movie made me cry a whole ton because of certain circumstances? What? Interstellar. <laughs> because I saw it, I had, I I went to a, a friend's party and I didn't really get to sleep that much that night because there was like weird stuff with like the bed situation. So I slept for like maybe an hour or two. Okay. And I was just like in the city the next day, like wandering around sleep deprived and I was like, fuck it, let's go see Interstellar on 70 millimeter film in IMAX. And I was like pretty close to the screen and my emotions are just like right at the surface. And I cried at least three times during that movie. <laughs> Two of them within the first like half hour. And I was just like, oh my God, the the emotions are like 70 feet tall. This oh, is incredible. Yeah. Now, I um, I, when I saw Room which is the only time I saw a room, but yeah. I went after work one night and I don't think it was because I was tired from being at work all day. I was just watching room. Yeah. Um, but that movie made me cry like three fucking times. But one of my favorite things that's ever happened to me in a movie theater happened when I went to see room. Um, I had gotten there, you know, for the trailers um, because I work very close to the movie theater once upon a time when movie theaters were open, which yeah. apparently they're trying to do in fucking August, which yeah, is we wild can, to Let's me. talk about that because I have so many yeah, feelings yeah. on it. Yeah. But, um, so I was sitting, it's like, so the way the theater was set up is that there, it, it was stadium seating. There's like a back section of seats a um kind of like row for you to walk down yeah and then the front section of seats right okay so i was sitting in the front row of the back section so it's the first thing that you know you would see when you walk into the theater to turn and see like how many people are in the theater is me sitting there by myself right the trailer for the witch played before it because i think room is an a24 film i believe so yeah uh i could be wrong on that but yeah, i think, but I, think I mean is. anyway so i was avoiding watching the trailer for the witch because i was just like well i'm gonna see that movie i don't want to know anything about it yeah so i was the only person in the theater uh at this point so i was like fuck yeah like private screening a room but um, the trailer for The Witch came on, and I didn't want to see or hear it, but also I didn't want to, like, leave the theater and, like, not know when to go back in. Right. So I just literally covered my eyes and put my fingers in my ears and was like, la, 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 la. So, yeah, I do this for the entirety of the trailer. Um And when I open my eyes and unplug my ears, I hear a group of people uh, sitting behind me, which means that the first thing they saw when they came into the theater and turned back to look and see how many people were seated in the back section, yeah, uh, was me by myself hiding from the scary movie trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, a grown man saying la 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 and plugging his ears, mm-hmm. which is something I, without the vocalization, I've done that too. For like, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to be spoiled on Overlord. 
because I figured they might like tip stuff in that trailer. So I do the same thing. I like put my head down, close my eyes and plug my ears and just hear like, you know, the boom, boom of the the gunshots in the Mm -hmm. trailer and such. Yeah. But Overlord, I think even seeing that trailer, um, like that, that was, there are a lot of movies that who's trailers i try to avoid just because i'm like i'm gonna see this i don't want to know what happens in it right um overlord i saw the trailer and i was like oh this looks fucking sick and then i saw the movie and it turns out that it is like you know nothing was nothing was ruined for me in that trailer it just created more mystery and that's the thing you you never know before until you watch the trailer and you're like oh shit i shouldn't have watched that yeah so it's a jj abrams produced movie and i like to think that the mystery box was the movie itself and it ended up being good yeah Although that whole like Star Trek into darkness shit was so dumb because it was so obvious that Benedict what? Cumberbatch was playing Khan. So it like it ruins the it shouldn't have been a reveal. Just admit you're making a movie about that character. Well, so didn't he lie and say like, no, he's not playing Khan yeah. when people were like, he's playing Khan, right? He Yeah, exactly. And it comes like I think it's like an hour into the movie. Cause he has got a name like John Harrison or some shit, and then they have him holding, and he's like, "My real name is Khan," and I've, it's like, "Yeah, okay, sure." I haven't seen that movie. It's not good. Uh, yeah. I don't. I can't recommend it. I. You know what? I wasn't gonna watch it. Yeah. Crack my neck on mic. I wonder if you can hear it. I doubt it. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hello. You getting a phone call on the podcast? Speaking? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'll be right down. Thank huh? you. But sorry, we can cut this out. I just I have a uh, I have a package uh, outside that I gotta right. go sign for. I'll be right Groovy back. Groovy Tuesday. Be right back. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. I wonder if I should talk while Connor's gone. Um. There was a locust in my room the other day. It was fucked up. It flew into like part of my lamp. It got caught in like a like a little light bucket. And oh, it's Connor's coming back up the stairs. And oh no! Uh, hi. Um. No. I so I don't know. How is it going? It's going. Fine. There's um. <sighs> I don't know, a very gruff-looking older gentleman just came up the stairs and sat down across from me. I'm sorry, I gotta catch my breath. Alright, that's fine. Mm. I guess take your time. There was a flight of stairs, so, you know. Yeah, you know, thankfully it's cooler today. Right. It's not so bad. Uh Uh-huh. I want to apologize. You must be very confused. I'm just wandering into this space, and I'm sitting down, and there's a microphone... Honestly, the microphone is the least confusing part to me. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know why that microphone's here. Well, yeah, I I don't know why you're here. Yeah. Or who you are or why you're talking into the microphone. My name is Sweet Javi. (laughs) And I got to tell you something, Max. Hold on. Sweet Harvey? See, I was prepared for this. (laughs) I get this all the time. It's Swede Javi, like Sweden. So you're Swedish? Yes, technically. I was born in Sweden. I knew I could tell you had an act. Your act. I 
couldn't tell where the accent was from, right. but it, it's there. Yeah. The thing is, I came here at the age of... I tried to come over to America at the age of four, because I was four years old. I was an orphan boy. And I was like... I looked around, and I was like, eh, not for me. Okay. <laughs> so I put myself in, the, in a box, but I forgot to put air holes in the box. Oh, boy. And I didn't make it. Okay. So my soul went to the... Uh, so yeah, sweet Javi, my soul went to the necrosphere... And that's why I remained for a little bit of time. And then they were like, hey, sweet Javi, you know, we need someone like you to help us. Because I don't know if you know this, but hmm. death isn't an exact science. It's more like an art. Like you ever <coughs> see the Final Destination movies? Yeah, a lot. It doesn't. You want to talk about those? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Because Maybe we'll like, save that for later. Okay, yeah, we'll get into that. I'm There's a big a, fan I know of this is movies. a lot. I don't got a lot of time. I, there's, a, there's a fake package delivery. And I locked Connor out. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wait a second. And he knows so, how to get in here. Okay. So we don't got a whole lot of time to talk, but hopefully I, he gets he, distracted by like a cat outside of some shit. He might. Probably. Or that. There's vending, a lot of birds out there's there. There's the vending machine that he was talking about. He, yeah. Oh, man. Let me tell you, this guy, he's like, <laughs> goes on and on about like whether or not it's okay to drink a Gatorade. And I'm like, oh, we, you pour talk, yourself so a glass we, of water. You talk to how often do you talk to Connor? Oh my god, we talked for like what felt like centuries. Because that that's the thing. I met him in the necrosphere. Because he passed oh, with the television fuck. accident. God damn it! I knew that there was something I forgot to deal with when I left last time. Yeah. So thanks for that. I've been having the pick up the slack a little bit although yeah. to be fair i don't know much what you i mean he was going on the necrosphere anyway that's where we all end up no that's fine i was supposed to tell his mom and are you dead i mean you ever see yu yu haka show N- no okay is that an anime yes yeah, it's an anime it's a ja- it's is Jap- there do you like, remember the time when they would call it japan anime i remember yeah when i was very a, odd a child yeah when pokemon came on television and it was like a, if i well no i truthfully my first experience with anime was and um i'm sure you were more interested in this than connor would be but uh, my first experience with anime was a dragon ball videotape that i had as a oh, child okay yeah but it was the americanized version right. that like cuts out all of the uh, all the baby dicks all of the baby dicks all of the and the panties the shooting in the panties and the and whatnot, yeah and the, all of the adult stuff that is in the original manga and I think in the, the original cut of the anime i think the dirty mag survived i'm pretty sure that scene with roshi and he gets the he gets the Probably. homoerotic mag i think <laughs> that's still in there surprisingly well you know what's always funny what gay stuff yeah, it's just like ha. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just I don't I don't support that. <laughs> okay, but so, I was just making a comment on how that used to be a joke. It was like yeah. gay is the punchline, and it's like so what? Well, yeah, no, that joke it really it fails so many goddamn times now. When you rewatch certain TV shows and movies, it's yeah. like the punchline oh. is oh they're gay, and it's like uh, oh I can't watch Friends anymore. <laughs> It's like it's a product of the '90s, and I get that. But anyway, I just—I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted because, to be honest, I—I—I I, I don't know. I know we just met. I know this is a weird situation. I yeah, it's overwhelming a little bit. But it just—I—I I spent so much time talking to your fucking friend, 
And mm. not to be rude, I know I'm being rude, <laughs> but he just okay. So he pops up in the necrosphere, right? Yeah, which is died. where we all go and we die. Everybody okay. knows this. Cool. I I did I didn't, but now I do. It's so like I guess heaven I mean and it. hell in a big infinite ball. Kind of, you know how like the universe is always expanding. Sure, it's like I've that. Heard that. Okay, but like, like lava castle. <laughs> Think lava castle. Um. Okay, and it's I'm always getting... a little too warm, <laughs> but you're not like burning. Okay, and it depends Your on starting to come out. It's like I, you know, you grow up in Sweden and you move to Weehawken and then you go to Chicago and Where's then you go Weehawken? to Boston and your voice is just fucked. <laughs> it's just whacked. Yeah, I guess being dead doesn't help either. No, you're talking to so many different people from so many different time periods. Uh, that's and you're like, not what I meant, but I got, I got you. <laughs> you know, you you just when you talk, you converse and you mirror people. You know. Yeah. But he shows up, right? Yeah. And he's He's like, texting me asking uh, to let him back in. Yeah, don't. Please. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll wrap this up. I know I've, I've taken up too much of your time, too much of his time. I mean, I don't know. It's fine. I just... I'm just letting you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't, don't tell him I'm here. <laughs> please, God. He does not know what happened? He doesn't... When you... I brought him back. I'm kind of like a ferryman for people who are gone too soon. I can help. And oh, honestly, wait a second. He's alive now? Yeah. I oh, don't know if he, All right, cool. His, his memory got a little fuzzy, so he might not even know that he died. So maybe that's why he didn't tell you. But uh, the thing is, honestly, I wasn't supposed to bring him back. It was his time. He shouldn't have been fucking <laughs> with televisions like that. But, like, I can only hear about so much Hamilton. I can oh only fucking stand so many oh, recaps of you, Dark Tower you, plot points. Trust me. With the oh. Dark Tower stuff doesn't bother me, but but the oh, Hamilton, the Hamilton, yeah, no, you got it's. I love I love Connor more than anyone else. Right? God damn it! I just don't want to fucking talk about Hamilton. You know what's stuck in my head? What? I am not throwing away my shot. No. I am, and I don't want it to be. I don't want <laughs> it to be. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's okay. Listen, thank I'm, you for giving him back though. Oh, you, well, um, it's my pleasure. He, he walked up to me and he was like asking me if his stardust was in the right place. And I was like, oh, this guy. And he's like the dude at the party that like won't leave. You know, he just clings on to you. And it's like it's the necrosphere. It's like massive. He could like go somewhere else. But okay. he's a hanger on anyway. I, well, yeah, he's he has a nervous disposition. I think it was probably a lot for him. Oh, yeah. It, and it was a lot for me too. And, it sounds you know, like it. I just sometimes I think like, why did I take this job? Like you know, being a fireman in the necrosphere. Like maybe I should have just stayed in Sweden. I don't know. It, <laughs> anyway, so one thing before I go. Okay, yeah. you're gonna travel between the necrosphere and the realm of the living. It's murder on your intestines. And you know why they call it the GI tract? No, because it's like war. It's hell. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So, so are you saying you're gonna go to the bathroom before yeah, you go? I gotta take a massive shit. All right, be careful. It's weird down there. Oh yeah. Okay. So I well yeah. I want to ask you about that. What? Well, what's what's with the skeleton? Why is there a skeleton in there? It's oh, like some sort of Halloween. You know what? I do in the dark prop. <laughs> Honestly, the less I know about the bathroom, the better I feel. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, let's, so let's stop just... talking about it just to not put those bad vibes out. I'm going to go close my eyes and plug my nose and I'm going to go destroy this man's toilet. Right, cool. Maybe let Connor back in the house. Too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do a like a duck and roll and unlock the door so he doesn't see. But then he'll be like, maybe he'll try it again. I don't okay. know. Text him. Tell him, tell him to try it now. I got to go. I'm so sorry. I'm sweet. Harvey. <laughs> right. Well, it was I guess it was nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. I'm going to get very close to you. Oh, my God. Um, I well. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. That was so, so... Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm going to need a second. Connor's back. Hey. Oh, man. Yo, there was this, like, cute little cat out there. And I felt so bad because it's like, I love that there are so many cats that hang out outside the motel. But it's, mm. like, 100% just because there are birds. Oh, and yeah. And I just saw an article... And I want to read it because I'm like kind of I don't know how I feel about this issue, but it was like <laughs> we should ban outdoor cats because they're killing all the birds. Are are there not enough birds? I don't think so. I think the way things are. And that's the thing I think about sometimes like, you know, it's I don't know if it's me not being as mindful or aware as I was in a child. Right. But it seems like there are less birds. You know what? I still, I have no fucking idea. Truthfully, seems like there are the same amount of birds to me, if not more. Oh, okay. I hope more, because, I, 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 you um, know, I used to not like I birds. I have no fucking idea. kind of turned around on birds. They're I'm, fine. They're fine. I wouldn't want to own one. I hate when they're walking around, because it's like, I well, love you it. have fucking wings. Oh, no, I'd like, straight up, because we have, the way the rafters are set up, we have so many, like, anti-bird devices, uh-huh. but they can still nest behind them. It does not work at all. <laughs> so sometimes I'll spend, like, 20 minutes just standing in my parking lot, watching birds hop around, <laughs> and try not to startle them so they fly away i just watch them like do do little walks just hanging out yeah being birds just being birds i'm like what are they thinking about are they friends yeah. i think some of them might be friends i don't know i don't think animals have friends except for dogs yeah there was but um well no i'm just gonna like half recite those animal videos I've seen where it's like, oh, my God, you won't believe how well this deer gets along with this snake. Oh, well, yeah. And that's that's I podcast poison. <laughs> <laughs> Go look up, like, I don't know, the dodo or some shit. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's like 50% of their content yeah. is friendly animals that aren't dogs. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, I recently had a plugged ear. Yeah, you I, mentioned that. I believe it was because of a, a to excess. me not on the uh, on the podcast yeah not on the pod <laughs> and I believe it was an excess of earwax mm. and I cleared most of it out and I thought about it I'm like man it's been so long that must have been years wax because it's like it's like years of right. earwax uh, so ladies and gentlemen this was the last episode of what max and connor did on their podcast uh, i want to thank you for listening to you know it was a series that we put a lot of heart and soul into mm-hmm. and then connor shit all over it with one joke i i, I spent uh, no joke spent the last 45 minutes looking at that in my notes and being like <laughs> do i try this joke <laughs> Like, I wrote this days ago. I'm glad ago. you went for it. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
Because <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to really get too much into the plug deer thing, but I'm very happy. I'm too happy I, with I guess There's really not. I how much couldn't you say about it? That, no, no, not. More Did you than go that. to the doctor for it? No. Well, that's the thing. I had my my appointments Thursday, and I might cancel it at this point. I do need to see an ENT. Yeah. But that's they were like. Uh, it was like really bad. I was really concerned and I didn't want like it there to be like a bad middle ear infection or something. Sure. But because of the times we're in, they were saying, okay, so we can have you see like not a doctor, but like a PA on this day. And you can like call us when you're in the parking lot to check in and have you traveled to any of these red states, you know, mm-hmm. like what are your other symptoms? So at this point, I'm probably just going to cancel it. Yeah. But I did have to, I tried several different methods of cleaning it out. Yeah. One of which was this uh, earwax remover thing. But I guess it it doesn't respond well if you do have a middle ear infection. So what it felt like was dropping acid into my ear canal. And it felt as if there was a living thing trapped in there that was dying and desperately trying to burrow its way through. Oh, no. And that's why I recommend Max. Max is... oh. This is another fucking weird coincidence. Huh. The earwax product that worked is M-A-C-K apostrophe S. It's oh, Max. nice. And you can see here. I got the little, this is the little ear dish. It comes oh. with a little dish. So when you rinse your ear with the accordion squeeze bottle. All the disgusting stuff pours out. Yeah, right? Well, so here's my thing, though, is maybe it is acid that dissolved something that was living in your ear, which is why you can now hear better. It could have been that. I did also get a lot of wax out. Oh, well, I, all right. This, this has been Waxing Poetic with Max and Connor. Ah, that was a good one. Thank you. That was better than uh, Year's Wax. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we can now I'm going to stop talking about that for the rest of the podcast. So if you if you were hitting the 15 second forward skip button, you're good now. Right. You've hit the point. <laughs> nice. Um, how long have we been running? Uh, cool, cool. 47 minutes. So oh. if there's, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about to wrap it up, we could go long. I'm totally cool with going longer. Go long, too. go short. Long, go short. You know what? What? You said something the other day that I thought was that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, we were talking about so recently some information has been coming out about the Alamo Draft House theater chain regarding how they treat their employees and yeah. take complaints and how, you know, very much, very unfortunately, the super progressive image that they have put forward for you know their existence as far as i know seems to very much not be the case yeah um and we were talking you and i just personally about how there are some people that we know uh, not really anybody that we're friends with, but people that, you know, we know from our time going down to the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers. Yeah. Um, who it just feels like they are more attached to the brand than they are to actually caring about movies. Yeah. You know, like I was telling you about an argument I was getting into in a Facebook group that I, uh, I'm no longer a part of, thankfully, where ultimately the person that I was arguing with, they pretty much said, like, you know, aside from 
and you know i'm i am very much i'm not like even paraphrasing i'm just you know boiling what they said down to one point right you know so they expressed a lot more of how they feel but ultimately what i was getting from it was that they didn't want to sacrifice the enjoyment that they get from going to the alamo draft house um just even though there are so many other people who have are still actively being caused pain by that company yeah and that you inherently support that in that it seems to be a systemic issue within the company itself yeah so i was saying that to you and you said that that was extra fucked up because movies are supposed to be empathy machines and that is what i've been thinking about recently is empathy machines or just the what like what does it take to relate to characters in a movie you know yeah and how can you ignore like the details of you know the stories that these real people are telling but you can still be like but i love movies so much yeah. And I'm glad you brought this up because it was something I was thinking about today even and have been thinking about for a while where we both have had a great many like wonderful experiences at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. And for a certain period of time, it really was like a great place for us to visit. And we had a lot of great times there. Saw a lot of wonderful movies. Yeah, exactly. And, but so that's the thing too is, and I don't know if, am I cutting you off? Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I was definitely, um, um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but that being said, those, it wasn't, you could argue that it was the Alamo draft house that was bringing us those experiences. But I think it was more the people who were working at the Alamo Draft House at that time that were helping curate those experiences. And if you look at it more broadly into what's going on with that company specifically, it's a whole lot of super fucked up stuff. And uh, it's, in my opinion, unforgivable. And they've made you know statements about how they were trying to change. And that was years ago at this point, and it seems like it's only gotten worse. Mm -hmm. And the more I read about that corporation, the more it seems like I would be happy to see them go because it doesn't seem like there's something to be said about people losing their jobs. But from what I've read about the pay that they're offering and the working conditions, I don't think that's something that those people should be subjected to at all. Also, I don't think that anybody in that type of job should be asked to sign an NDA when they leave. Yeah. Why? Or to work for their abuser. Yeah. What are they not supposed to talk about? The fact that you made them, like you were just saying, you know, continue to work under the abuser that they reported to you and did nothing about. And it goes back to widespread toxic work culture where you think the HR department is there to help you. You know, you think, but they are working for the corporation Mm. and they're there to protect corporate interests. And they're kind of like actively against 
the worker. So yeah, we it's I can I can kind of see how it's hard for that person that we're talking about or anybody to divorce the good experiences they had sure from what is happening behind the scenes but it's something where at a certain point you have to work against out of sight out of mind right and accept that these people are experiencing these horrible things and just because you don't personally experience it doesn't mean it's not going on and I think it's frankly shitty to defend a corporation that's engaging in these practices just because you want to have a good time at the movies. Yeah. And like I was saying, movies are empathy machines, so it's fucked up for you to put movies above people because it kind of like watching a movie and engaging with it, you really feel for these characters and it kind of broadens your emotional spectrum uh, a bit and... Like, I feel as much as I love movies, they shouldn't come before people at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I think that just kind of branching off of what you were saying about, you know, movies, um, I guess just in general, movies as empathy machines, but I more so it it allows their movies allow you to see. If you are an open-minded viewer who's going to watch movies by filmmakers of other cultures, it allows you to see points of view that you could never possibly see through your own eyes or just through, you know, even a lot of American cinema. You know, and I to be honest, even there is a lot of American cinema and truthfully, even something like Lovecraft Country. You know, that there are people out there who I think will see Lovecraft Country and how realistically and horrifyingly it depicts, um, like, white, violent white supremacy. Uh, And in the context of being like, this really fucking happened, you know? Yeah. It's like you can... I think that and, you know, obviously, I don't think it should have to come down to you seeing like something like Rosewood. Right. Like John Singleton's film or like watching or Watchmen, Watchmen, you know, and to like have um, empathy for for black people. But, you know, it really does things like that kind of. I I was discussing this with my mom earlier and how it's become more prevalent because we are now at a place where we are having people of color tell these stories instead of having white people tell the stories for them. Yeah. You know, Um, so it's it's a very important time to be. I mean, it's always important to be an empathetic person, regardless of what's happening in the world. But, you know, as important as it is to be an empathetic person right now, you it's also just as important to be an empathetic film goer. Yeah. And And that's why it's so important to have more diverse voices in cinema and to not have it be like you know, Hollywood where it's just the same type of filmmaker, you know, right. like a, a cishet white dude giving you another movie because they are, it's kind of like um, 
they're almost like shortcuts, right? Mm-hmm. Like cinema is such a emotional, engaging art form that can really just like grip you and give you make you feel so many things and stir so many thoughts in your brain that the more diverse opinions and voices we get, the more open you're going to be to those different kinds of perspectives, as opposed to just hearing the same perspective and getting kind of locked into a mindset, which can be so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And it harkens back to the thing of, I appreciate the diverse cinema we were able to see at the draft house, but I attribute that more to the creative team and the programming team than I do the corporation that allowed them to do that work. Right. That's what I was going to interrupt you to say before was just that I, I, I think a lot of the good times that people were having at that specific theater was because the person in charge of programming at that time, who is a good friend of ours, um, I'm not going to say his name just because. Yeah, for privacy. But, um, you know, he did an incredible job with programming, and that's what people were attracted to because when he was no longer in that position— and somebody else was doing the job, it became very clear that what was attracting to people was the programming of that specific uh, person. Yeah. And we were talking about this privately where that kind of programming, you know, seeing world cinema, engaging in world cinema and different voices can exist outside of the fucking Alamo draft house. Like if the draft house were to shutter its doors, you could have that in so many other places Without a toxic work environment. So, like, why go to bat defending a shitty fucking company? Right. It just does. It really, like we were saying, it really is just like, well, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it's a very self centered uh, view on the matter. And, like, you know what? I bet if the Alamo Draft House reopened and was like, hey, we're showing your favorite movie, Max, and I went. I'm I bet I could have a good time, but I'm not going to fucking even think about doing it. Yeah. Like there's no part of me that has any desire to do that. Like I'm not interested. I, I don't want to support that company because at this point, why should you know, why should we trust them to actually care about? Yeah. Anything. And from what I understand, I obviously don't have a huge breadth of knowledge on the matter, but it really seems to be coming like all the way from the top Mm -hmm. is where the issue is rooted and that's seeping down through the different levels of management. So it's like if it's fucked all the way up there. Yeah. I don't see how you come back from that. Exactly. I'd be happier to see that that just company go. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, It's basically just i don't know at this point it really is just some kind of weird brand loyalty yeah it, it is 100 percent go of I, I don't know and that's the tough thing about like that's what we're um so we can talk about that's kind of similar to what's happening with Fortnite now a little oh, bit i so, okay this I is all gonna be fucking like gibberish to me but go ahead yeah so that's what i want to ask do we i do want to touch upon that just briefly and maybe we can get into that like more seriously in a later podcast okay but do you want to talk about theaters reopening first oh yeah since we're on the subject oh yeah without a doubt um i think it's fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't want to i'm sorry if i'm just like co-opting this after bringing it up oh no no not at all but i i did 
uh, it was like about a six hour course through uh, St. John's Hopkins School of Behavioral Health offered a, a training course on contact tracing that I completed uh, a few months ago. Did uh, I tell you this? I don't know if you did, but I also think you might be conflating the names of two different schools. No, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's a. I, I'm pretty sure I did it through St. John Hopkins School of Behavioral Health. Oh, I thought it was just Johns Hopkins, and then there's St. John's. Oh, okay, then I probably am. Yeah. Uh, okay. John, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I got a certificate, everybody. <laughs> I'm real smarty. All right. So, <laughs> so, but one of the things I learned in being certified for a contact tracer was the different types of ways that like droplet infection occurs. And it describes all the different kinds of contact. And what we're always told is like, keep six feet away, right? Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, social distance. But there's a thing called, I believe it's proximate contact. And it's being in the same area as a person. So even with masks, if you're, it's also about, and this is something that rarely gets discussed. It's also about the time you're spent, you spend in an environment, right? Mm. So yeah, masks would help curb that. But if y'all are, especially given how long movies are, mm-hmm. if y'all are in a closed space with like, even if it's like 25 people, if you're in a closed space where the air is just circulating, everybody's germs are going to get everywhere. Especially if I don't think theaters are going to forsake concessions. You know, that's oh, how they no, make their absolutely. money. Exactly. And that's the issue right there yeah. is off come the masks. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought this was fucking crazy before there was even like a hint of a pandemic. But a local theater near me, they have a self-serve popcorn thing where like they give you a bag and you open the door and before this was anyone even knew about this, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm getting concessions there. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's going to be Germ City. Mm-hmm. And that's before you even get into this box of everybody's breath being just like churned about. Yeah. So I just think it's like, and thankfully we live in a state that's very much views that business is non-essential. Yeah. And is like, no, this is a bad idea. This is going to get a lot of people sick. Mm-hmm. But elsewhere in the country, it really makes me nervous how, yeah, I don't want cinema to go away. I don't want theaters to die, but no. I want people to be, it's like what we were talking about before, people should come before movies yeah. at the end of the day. The public health is more important than us being in a theater. Without a doubt. Especially because like, there's still, we're still getting cinema, you know, there's still mm, a absolutely. lot of really great independent stuff coming out on VOD. I've seen a lot of new releases this year that I fucking loved yeah. that I have, you know, rented at home. Drop some names. She um, dies tomorrow. Fucking she dies tomorrow. Super great one. Uh, I not technically 2020 releases, um, but Beanpole, one of the best movies I have seen in a long fucking time, fucking astonishing movie. Uh, Bakurao, it, which uh, you just got on Blu-ray. Yeah, thank I'm you. Kira. Very excited for you to watch that. That is a terrific movie. Um, did you hear? I think Kino just announced Get Crazy. They is did. To, yeah, they're gonna finally get crazy on Blu-ray, son. I'm so excited to see Electric Larry again. Oh man! Oh my god! That was a <laughs> what? That uh, get crazy is a wild movie. Keep yeah. your eyes out for that. Uh, Kino Lorber, great company. 
not sponsored by them. No, but we just have a every time they have a sale, we buy put, well, we buy a lot of their shit. Yeah, we sure do. So yeah, thank you all so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said it was going to be cash, but you know sometimes you, we just got to get into it. Oh and... yeah, and you know what, bro? We did. Yeah. You want to know what I regret? Nothing. But that well, that wasn't an answer to my question. You're right. I'm sorry. I was two steps ahead. You want to know what I regret? Yes. Um, Not trying harder in school, but also like not really that much. Yeah, I do to a certain extent, but also I wouldn't be the fella I am today without it. Exactly. That is exactly where I'm at, too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I hope you are all happy in your bodies and in your minds mm-hmm. and that you, you love yourself. Yeah. And you give yourself some positive self-talk every now and again. There. Yeah. We love you. Sin- sincerity. Yeah. There we go. That's what we can offer here. Mm-hmm. I'm Connor. Yes, and I'm Max. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us. Good all night. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.